Welcome to Tech at Lunch, the podcast that satisfies your hunger for all things tech while you enjoy your midday meal. So grab your sandwich, tune in, and let's dig in. Hello, Mick. Hello, I'm Ed. Hey, I'm John. And, you know, this week we are going to continue down the road of, um, uh, you know, filament types. You know, we're going to get into more of your intermediate uh, filament types and also get into the sustainability of uh, those filament types, um, you know. But as you heard in the introduction, we've got Ed back, um, and we don't, and uh, we're no longer we're not doing this remotely. So we're actually everybody's together for once after a little bit of time. Um, you know, everybody had their 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 stuff going on. So um, want to let Ed kind of you know kind of you know spitball his idea on the beginner uh, filament. And uh, the beginner filament kind of um, 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 like recycling side of the house and sustainability side of the house. We'll start talking about beginner filaments. So I would say, uh, I mean, most of us are familiar with PLA. And I would say PETG are probably the two beginner. I mean, there are other um, filaments that you could possibly um, use, but you're probably looking at a skill level. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would say at a, at a basic skill level, you're probably looking at um, PLA first. Um, and then after you've gotten used to the characteristics of PLA, you probably, you know, say, well, hey, well, I want to try PETG. Um, where PLA stops, PETG starts as far as temperature. Mm-hmm. So it, it, is a, it is a difference. So... Um, that's, that's really what I would say far as from a beginner. You know, so PLA is a little bit more user-friendly. Um, it's probably straight out of the box. You can use PLA and start printing things. Mm-hmm. PETG is probably going to take you a little bit of getting used to. You're going to have to do some adjustment on the uh, bed temperatures. Uh, you might even want to look at the speed of your fan or cut the fan off altogether. I mean, yeah. so you'd have to look at some of those things maybe. Your bed at, type's going to take it a, yeah. bit, a big hit on that. Just yep. Do you want it part of the bed or not part of the bed? Uh, yeah. And then, you know, one of the things I've seen, like some tips <laughs> I've, or some advice I've seen is people use glue sticks for adherence because mm-hmm. PETG does have a tendency to curl sometimes mm-hmm. if yeah. that first layer doesn't... Or doesn't, PETG uh, has the ability to become one with its surface that's being printed yeah. on. Yeah. So, so I think that's that's the piece, and I don't want to segue too, too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, first layer adhesion, yes. important, definitely yeah. needed. Um, I think, though, that... Um, or at least the way it was explained to me, mm. is that the glue stick is less so uh, after the fact about... Um, removal. It, keeping it on the bed, but it's about the removal. Yeah. Because if you can create a layer of another right. substance, it... I that think was this is the, mostly with PETG on glass. Yeah, yeah, it creates an air gap. Yeah, it becomes part of your... your it's yeah. It's part like of the glass. Tape. So, yeah. yeah, if you do tape, that that's also another way you can yeah. you can kind of get the... The um kind of adhesion to stick if you're having adhesion issues, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean at the end of the day, uh, most people try to pride themselves on not needing it, but yeah, but we talk about beginners. You need an activator. Yeah. You need something. You yeah. need something that's gonna make sure your adhesion happens. Right. If if we're all truthful here, I've used all of them. Yeah. yeah. Hairspray and all I'll, right. I'll definitely all of say it. this: do what you can not to print PETG on glass. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, like I said, if we're talking beginners, like most beginners not going to use a glass bed. Most beginners right. going to use what come out of the box. So we're just talking yeah. beginners. Yeah. Most beginners uh, going to pretty much just be, hey, I'll put the spool on there and try to print. Yeah. And right. then fail. And then we're like, oh, well, why did that fail? So I'm just saying, if we're just saying from a beginner, mm-hmm. you know, not to go too far down the depot, too deep down the rabbit hole. I'm just saying, from a beginner, those are probably the two things. Yeah. Then from from recycling and sustainability, you have to you know um, do some sorting if you're going to do uh, PLA and PETG together because PETG needs to be separate. Um, from PLA. So those were the things I would say to consider. You know, I, if if you're producing a lot of waste. Um, Maybe, like I said, you sort them in bins. Uh, maybe you can, you know, make some type of, uh, or there are a couple of kits I've seen that you can buy where they make shredders that are made uh, specifically, basically like a paper shredder, but they're more industrial. Mm-hmm. And they basically can break the plastic down into smaller pieces. 
and that could be something maybe you can uh, easy, more easily send to someone to recycle for you because yeah. it's going to kind of be difficult for a beginner to do any type of recycling in the beginning. Right. Filamentum is one of those companies yeah. that will take care of that for you. But that's all I've really got from mm -hmm. that point of view. Now we start talking intermediate. Intermediate, I think, is the, is the fun stuff. Um, as you're bringing up there, Filamentum. Filamentum is one of those companies that we've talked to in the past. Um, hope to, you know, establish a good working relationship with those guys and actually, you know, have them on the podcast and talk to them. They do a lot of the, the filament recycling guys. Um, you know, they're, they're really cool. Um, they're based out of Sweden. They are. And they're, yeah. they're good. They're good people. Um, so, um, no, Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. That's right. They have an That's office right. here in the U.S. that does their U.S.-based recycling stuff. Right. We learned about them with the, the fishy filaments. Yeah, fishy filaments. Recycling. Um, Which is absolutely awesome. Old fil fishing yeah. filaments. It's just pretty much PEI at that point, or nylon. Yeah, um, and if you could reuse it at any point, like, yeah, why right. not? Um, but, you know, we start getting into your intermediate, I guess, intermediate fun stuff. Um, this one I think we're going we're gonna to have some fun with, because yeah. it's really, you know, depending on what you think is, is intermediate, what do you think is more or less on the advanced scale? Because that's when you start really getting into hardware-dependent filaments, Versus non-hardware-dependent filaments, yeah, that I think is it. It makes kind of the decision, uh, you know, at least easy for some, some not so much. You start talking any of the pluses, yes, mm -hmm. you could say. Um, then you start getting ABS. Um, yeah. ABS, I think, is to me personally, my own feelings is ABS is an intermediate filament because it requires a heated chamber, it or at least an enclosure for that matter, and it requires a little bit more heat. You know, but any printer, any printer, basic printer yeah. out there can print it. You have a setting on an Ender for ABS. Guess what? You can print ABS. Put a bag or something like that around your printer. Um, I mean, so you don't get the curl issue. Yeah, they sell tarps. Yeah. The little, little exactly. small enclosure things. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a beginner-friendly filament on beginner equipment. Yeah. It's an intermediate filament because you have to understand yeah. heat and curl and all the other fun pizzazz. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree with you on it, to be honest. It's... ABS toes the line. TPU toes the line. Ooh, yeah. uh, for me, it's, yeah, I, the reason I say it toes the line is that for an enclosure for ABS, you're just, you're just putting one on there. You're not trying to change the temperature at all. Right. So at the end of the day, uh, you're you're not controlling it so much as you're keeping it constant. Right. Right? So for me, if you're heating the chamber or doing anything like that, you're working towards actively taking you know, water out of the, the atmosphere, the environment mm -hmm. of the enclosure or of the printer. So for other materials that we would get into a more advanced stage, which are like very uh, hydroscopic and they, they absorb humidity out of the air as opposed to some of the other materials that, that you know, completely avoid water or anything like that. Like, uh, what is it, non-transmissible? We looked it up earlier, uh, polypropylene. Is, yeah. is, uh, is not transmissible, so it won't absorb the water. It may take a little bit of water into it, but it's not going to let the water transmit through it, things like that. So I also think that enclosures are required for that. Yeah, it's non-permeable substance. So, yeah. so we, have a whole bunch of, we have a whole bunch of things that we can kind of work with. We, you've talked yeah. about the pluses. So I think that I can kind of split this on two trees on this side of intermediate, right? Mm -hmm. So intermediate being... I need to have a, a very large working knowledge of the, the temperatures. I need to be comfortable with printing on certain temperatures, certain materials. I need to know what my nozzles are made out of and stuff like that. And then you get the other step is where, okay, you need to know, you need to know all those things, but I need to make an active change to my system mm -hmm. in order for me to be able to attain this. So like ABS versus ASA. Yeah. ASA, higher melting point, it, it's going to be more durable. However, it's a lot more difficult to get to the glass transition that you mm -hmm. need to have that first layer of adhesion. So uh, there's an added layer of difficulty, and probably it's going to wear and tear on your other consumables that much more. So you have to, it's, it's something that is, there's a reason that it's a little bit harder to get to, and the reason mm -hmm. why I would even, some people call it engineering materials, because the engineers are making these materials uh, or, or you know synthesizing mm -hmm. these materials for specific purposes the PLA plus the PETG plus I would say those are created by companies to solve a, uh, to maybe, a gap. Yeah, bridge a gap and solve a problem that they may have solved with maybe maybe it's the rigidity is, is too much and they're mm -hmm. snapping maybe it's 
not adhering to each other. May, we need to add little bits of this. Maybe I just need to change the color, but you know that's also adding an element to change the mm-hmm. composition. So there's a lot of things that go into those, and when they go into PLA plus, there's another type that my brother swears by. He calls it meta. Yeah, so it's it's something that I would relate more to a PLA plus, a PETG plus, um, but the durability and I think a key word for a lot of people is consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, Solutech is what I started. 3D Solutech. Um, I liked. I, I really wanted I to go American. Yeah, it's a it's a good brand. I wanted to start American. It's easier to get because it's American. It's cheaper to ship it. Um, and this one, no matter the color, as long as I got PLA. Exact same print, exact same setting. That type of consistency is what I'm looking for mm-hmm. in a print. So if I'm a beginner, that's what I'm going to stick to. If I'm an intermediate, I can kind of I, I know how things behave, so I can I can take those audibles, let's just say, and say, okay, my TPU is not printing because I don't have a dual gear extruder or a direct drive, so it's 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 rubbery and getting pushed mm-hmm. and just getting wound into a, a ball around the stepper. I could see that. I don't have to do ten prints to know. Maybe I need another metal extruder or dual gear or all, all mm-hmm. uh, direct drive. So that's kind of one of the best experiences or explanations or examples for me because I printed TPU and all I did was get a metal or aluminum instead of the plastic um, extruder and mm-hmm. it started working. Yeah. Also, it was a dual gear. I think that helps. But it, oh, it's right. one of those things where it's consistency is why I was using it. Mm-hmm. I used it to make cup holders, coasters, um, um, you can put like little friction pads underneath tables, like end tables and stuff like that. It's it's perfect for and a lot of that stuff. Yeah, Make phone cases. Yeah, that's the same reason I went to three, I went to Sunwoo for all of the white filament that I use. Yep. For um, consistency, it, it's just it's this. Every time I plug it in, I throw it through the printer. I hit the go button, and guess what? It's going to give me the same result every single time. Yeah. And, and repeatability is, is yeah. really what you and want. The thing is, it's coming down to any color that they make like that. I, same thing with, like, it's, you know, like PETG, for example, like what you're talking about being a beginner filament, which it is. Mm-hmm. I use GTEC. I, yeah. I don't know why, but I do. I, that's why I started out with, I bought two rolls of it. There's hundreds of brands, yeah. And it works. You know, it, it worked from day one, from the get-go. Some of the other stuff they make, not so great. But, you know, at least I know their, their PETG is a little bit better than mine. I would say you may be able to contribute some of these things to the brands because maybe the brands were some of the first brands the that the. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would even go a, secret formula. a little further than just the the, the materials. <laughs> you know, the composition of the material. Yeah. I would even go as far as that maybe these are some of the materials that the original or the first uh, companies that started to build desktop, three D printers. That the I would argue that the settings. Have been dialed in and such to those those materials because those were probably some of the materials that they prototyped the machine. So I think that's a factor that also may contribute to you know the slicer. The, I think the slicer is probably mm-hmm. firmware and and the slicer are probably two most important things I think for a desktop uh, 3D printer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other things like we said the mechanisms we use to deploy the uh, filament through the system mm-hmm. is very important. The, uh, the materials we use to, um, I would say, direct how that um, the filament is uh, processed in layers mm-hmm. makes a big, but, but I think if, like say for example, some of these major players use some of these things mm-hmm. to develop, then I'm thinking that their models are kind of accurate Mm-hmm. And with the composition of the companies that you said and the uh, the confidence that you have that they produce a cons- a product that's yeah. the same over all of the uh, uh, brands they make. I can wholeheartedly it's, agree with that. It's, 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 it's consistent. Uh, so for, for me, intermediate, I, I think just from, you know, from a person that's um, looking at 3D printing from from the the horizon as opposed to you know the person in the in the mountains uh from the horizon for a basic person out of the box i would say intermediate would probably be nylon mm-hmm. you know and i would say it from this point of view um intermediate for the machine and then i think that's the big step mm-hmm. yeah. from so. pet g and even the one you're talking about ASS and, and ABS, I think the step is when you start ASA. going to Nala ASA. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but when you when you jump from, from yeah. 
Uh, oh yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't say ASA. That. <laughs> <laughs> but when you oh, yeah. but when you make the the jump from like say like your pit uh, PLA and pit G um, to nylon, I think now you you're starting to use concepts from an engineering background. Yeah. Because it's 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 not as simple as push the button and go. Right. And I think you know to be honest with you that. And this goes back to the fact of getting people into STEM, getting people into 3D printing, getting people actually enjoying the makerspace, you know, getting them into engineering. I think once you get them past the PLA and the pet G's out there all over the world, you get them to the ABS side of the house, you start getting them into like the ASA side of the house, you start getting them into, you know, the polypropylene. Because I, yeah, I could probably say polypropylene is a might be. Yeah, it's an intermediate if you have the heat to do it. Most inter, most printers out the box do not have the heat that are capable of hitting so you, that. What are you talking? Three, two sixty, two sixty. The bed temps all day. Bed temps and indoor compressors aren't bad. Um, the actual temps coming off the nozzle actually no, it might be closer to ABS ABS temperatures then. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you I'm, think about it, I'm trying to print like so. I I can I have a real life example. So I'm trying to print polycarbonate. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, you just went freaking gung ho for the to the top of the liner. It's 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 more of a challenge to to just print a damn benchy. Like I just want to print a benchy. This is also what happens when you go into a store and you you kind of get a squirrel moment and you just grab whatever looks shiny. And you're like, hey, what's, what's the hardest <laughs> filament you have to print? This one, give me it. You don't want John uh, to find it? Put it on the top shelf. Yeah, just, I'll find a step stool. I'll climb the shelf. I'm not above climbing the shelves. You'll see me at Walmart climbing the shelf. I'll get, I'll get what's on that overstock spot, um, especially since it's one-on-one. But yeah, yeah, but no so, so there's a reason I went I went after it just not not just to prove a point but yeah. you know that we're 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 pushing we're pushing our knowledge we're pushing our understanding we're trying things out um, we've definitely not tried all the filaments of course there's, there's hundreds I mean, of them. Just try it. Um, you probably have better options on the Voron because it needs an enclosure it's it, it sucks uh, um, uh, humidity out of the air like no other filament I've ever had mm-hmm. my biggest issue is bed adhesion because um, it's I think it's what two sixty, yeah. And then my bed is one ten, so it's already it's pushing the limits of my printer already. I've already had to switch out my heating element for the for the hot end and stuff like that. But all these things I'm kind of getting at is is because this makes it to me an intermediate to an advanced filament because it's an advanced filament because I have to be able to see how the bed is okay. It's not a bed level issue. It's not a bed adhesion issue. Uh, it's a humidity issue. Like you got to be able to see those things, and then how do you adjust to those? That makes it a lot more difficult. So, kind of when we talk about top level down, high level look in, whenever we're seeing that advanced, I'm thinking, okay, your common issues aren't happening, and you have to deal with things and make it an abnormal environment, um, or do special special uh, circumstances. Like I have a I have a, a a dryer box for my filament that it sits in. I have a Bowden tube from that box to my enclosure. I have an enclosure that the printer sits in. I had the, I, I got a mosquito for Creality from uh, Slice Engineering. Uh, shout out to those guys because that uh, everything worked perfectly. It fit in. Uh, I have it wired with Clipper. But at the end of the day, I do everything I do for PLA, PETG, and ABS and CPU. And it still won't sit. Now, this has only been a couple weeks. I haven't really tried every single day. But this is where we get to that point where it's like you may know, you may think you know enough to be able to kind of step into those things, but they're different animals. Yeah. There's there's four or five added issues, heat creep. Um, so honestly, whenever I'm like, hey, I need to upgrade my nozzle, my my hot end, my bed, my extruder, I'm in the advanced category now. And this is not a basics or intermediate at that point. If I've had to replace every part on my printer and build a new printer, this is advanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if, so I guess I guess that's what I would say. So, if, yeah. so advanced to me is I can make settings changes and make it work, but there have to be more precise and things that I've never worked with before, like rotational distance and clipper is wow. literally just flow rate. Yeah. So the rotational distance of your stepper. Um, but whenever I have to change everything and still do that, advanced. And yes. that's, you know, just to hit on our, our PP, to- our, our polypropylene topic real quick, if 
backwards. Yeah, like, that sounds yeah, weird. Say that, right? um, <laughs> is the hot end temperature? Yeah. For polypropylene, it's two hundred. It's two hundred twenty degrees Celsius. That's not bad. Your bed temp is between forty five and sixty five degrees Celsius. And the thing is, is what I'm finding, just doing some little side research here, is like this one I'm looking at off of Amazon and stuff like that. No drying is required to actually do the, to use this filament. So you're not required to actually dry the fabric. So it's not hydroscopic. It's not going to suck in water from its own environment. So technically, it's about on par with printing ABS. But, you know, ABS, for me, I throw it in an enclosure, dry it out real quick with Brentley. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's not required to go through that right. through that process. Not everybody has a heated enclosure or has an enclosure that they can. Well, you heat the bed to it, I guess, yeah. and they throw. Yeah, and it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, you gotta make one. I mean, don't throw it in your microwave. Um, yeah. Microwave, no. Conventional <laughs> oven, yes. Yeah. Low temperature. It's yeah. either that, or if you're really careful, you can put it on top of your regular bed that you have. Just heat it up a little bit. Put yeah. a couple, you know, empty spools on top yeah. of it, and it'll dry itself out. Lock in in a couple minutes. Yeah. Flip it over. Make sure you you keep it even heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like ma- it's like it's like kind of making um, uh, pancakes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I, I think the I think the big thing, like when we talk about desk desktop 3D printers, you know, in general, like say some of the things that that we're talking about as an org is. Uh, we're looking at things that's um, um, building things that can be like for uh, different type of applications. But I think most people that get a desktop 3D printer, they're, I would say one of the biggest growth areas right now is the people that do cosplay. And those people, like, they don't care if they print nylon or they don't care if they print. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. they, they, they basically stay at that beginner. Uh, intermediate for them would might be that they make a multi-part piece, and they have to do some mm. some some dimensional things in CAD to verify that those parts fit together. Like Ooh. I watched tested, mm-hmm. and they did a uh, I can see that a three D model where they printed the three D model uh, in different portions. Are you talking about the, oh, it, uh, the yeah the new the new game the new game yeah yeah have you tried it yet No, I haven't. But I haven't they, played it. I have, I have friends that have played it. It's it's. Sorry, it's sorry, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, I play I play games. I don't want to say all the time, but I, I yes, do yeah. play games here and there. Uh, I enjoyed Fallout and and yeah. and Skyrim, and it's the same company, Bethesda. Yeah. It's it's the same. It's a new narrative in space. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I don't like. Not sp- I'm not flying my spaceship like I wanted to, but this is there's another game similar called No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. and that's more flying flying around yeah. if you want a spaceship. So yeah. hell, you could do Microsoft flight. Well, the thing is, I like for example, when it comes to the flying stuff, I played the you know on the Xbox One, I played the uh, Star Wars um, uh, flight game that they've okay. got out. Um, and for me, I think you know I'm not a big gamer. It was cool. Yeah. You know, I think I think I pretty much use mine for streaming or now as a doorstop. Um, it because it would be a, like yeah. a club too 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 busy working. Um, <laughs> it could be a you know, too, 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 too busy working to pay for it. Yeah, too, too, yeah. too busy making everybody else money. Um, to actually enjoy it, but you know, it, 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 it is what it is. Hopefully, I'll break that that process soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want I'm, I'm, I might try it one of these days because it looks interesting. Yeah. Well, the thing that I I I I took from watching the episode, and this is you know. I, I, I like watching Tested. Oh, yeah, uh, He's usually always and, and on I, TV. And I think that, you know, he his content is, is really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing he did is, the, is the, his group, they they made this, this model, and the model was in pieces. Mm-hmm. And they actually did all of the, uh, the design and the, um, I would say, the, the CAD work based off of drawing. But the point I'm getting to is that, that probably is the extent of, say, a person that's a maker for yeah. a cosplay or a person that's a maker that makes dioramas or something. They they may not ever go beyond the basic. Mm-hmm. I believe the people that go beyond the basics is, hey, I want to print a hole for a drone. Okay. And, and now you start to say, well, hey, PLA is okay for a prototype, but PLA is not the solution for something that I want to be durable 
and that I can mm-hmm. I can fly and it's going to collide into things. So yeah, I think that's like that's that. where the transition happens between the basic and the intermediate. And, and I think he made a, he, during that same episode, because I remember watching that episode, is they kind of, and he even made a mention of it, that, you know, as they move forward in, I guess you could say, movie effects, mm-hmm. the, the, the SFX world and stuff like that, is mm-hmm. the fact you're going to see more and more and more 3D printers yep. get involved in this process now mm-hmm. um, because it shortens the time to movies. And he said that, you know, the other thing that he noticed is the fact that we're going to be using a lot more um, of our um, um, resin printers to get the small mm-hmm. stuff that we need to get while all your impact resistant special effects and stuff like that can all be done in like ABS or something like that. So it's not as... And to be fair, it was it was Knocks a resin. It was a resin print that they did. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, was resin. FBM. Yeah, a, a um, few things, but yeah, uh, the, the actual no, shape of the ship was all resin. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things, like I said, we're getting a little bit off topic. And I, I want to get us back, you know, because I tend to take us to the left sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but they they had a they had a uh, LED controlled wall that was built on panels, mm-hmm. and the panels just pop out and pop in. But the resolution on this panel, yeah. They were able to get three-dimensional um, depth hmm. from the pixels that they were getting from the individual lights that were controlling these panels. It's one of the Very biggest cool. um, LED uh, walls that's used, and it's specifically used for like uh, the film industry. Uh, cool. But yeah, let's get back on topic. Yeah, which I wouldn't say we deviated too far. We're still within inside well, the same zip code. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, it, it, <laughs> it's. You, you bring up a good point where it's like when it becomes um, you have to make your files, mm-hmm. you know, you're, this isn't something I'm copying, this is something I'm creating. Right. At that point, yeah, I think, I think a maker, probably if it's rapid prototyping and just model making, of course they're not going to, they're going to, it's the quickest, they're going to stay with the basics. It's the reason why we teach the basics first on everything, we've talked about it so many times. But I still call that advanced because... Yeah. I can't. I mean, not everybody can stop and go make a make a uh, a 3D render of a of a file of or make an SVL mm-hmm. that that will work. Uh, everybody can probably hit right. the slice button, but yeah. not everybody can make it. You know, OpenSCAD or, or right. think. Um, sorry, or uh, Blender or um, well, Tinkercad. Fusion 360, tink- Tinkercad. I mean, just depends on really what you want to do it in. And if you're using any of those applications, I would already classify you as yeah. immediately intermediate. Yeah. And if you're making anything successfully, yeah. you're advanced. And the thing is, that's, and that's into... skill level also. Like, yeah. like when we start talking. Unfortunately, with three D printing, it's not just like you said. It's you not. Just it's not just pressing the button. Right. It it is a skill level that is required. Right. Yeah. It's, it's you know you don't you get a lot of the, the, the squirrel moments, but the, you know the thing is is that it helps you get to the point where you're trying to get to. You know, it's like the fact that when you start rolling in, you know, and I know that we'll probably do an episode just on this alone, is the three D scanners. Um, yeah. You start getting like three D scanner yeah. technology. And I'm gonna keep this short because we got to do an episode on it. There's more. so much stuff that's thrown into the 3D scanner now from the cell phone. Wait till we get one and then we'll do something else. Adam got his. Yeah, yeah got, he went to New York and it's a guy. Yeah, they they're making him. they're making action figures out of yeah, people. I saw that. I watched that one. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you know, if you start using you know 3D scanner and stuff like that, you're in a different category. By oh, yourself. you you in a different stratosphere. You know, you're 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 dealing with reproduction parts. You know, you're you not took, dealing you took with the modeling all out of it. Yeah, right. Like, I scan it, and get my model. But but right. even with that, they still have to do some adjusting to the model. Yeah, they have to clean up. Yeah, so yeah. some you still have to have those skills. We have a video of champion scanned it. You know, on our on our on the, the YouTube channel. Of, uh, yeah. You know, when we were at Rapid. Think he never gave um, me my file. Yeah, it, it, it'd be nice. nice if the guys from China would actually send us a file for that. But hey, you know. So it's really. a bunch of little Johns running around being sold at Kmart. Yeah, probably. Uh, um, if I walk, if I go over there and there's a bunch of little little action figures of me, I'm gonna laugh so hard to buy all of them. It's, 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 called, it's not called John, it's called Yanni. Yeah, and we, <laughs> and we don't even have Kmart's anymore. I take that. I take all, I take all of them. Mr. Pookie Mark, give me everything you have. I need him. Mr. Pooh. I'll, I'll start handing them out. Jeez. There's that left turn we were looking for. Give me my yeah. scanner and my file. I'll make my. I'll print my own. Well, you know they're 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 charging you know you know five dollars <laughs> for a yawn. <laughs> I need 
need I need my resin, my royalty. <laughs> you know, but it's it's the thing is is that that's bad. This gaming part is will, will set you freaking hand and fist over people. Um, I think that's gonna it's, and it's becoming more affordable. Yeah. And it, the thing is, it's a re, it's it, it's recreation over um, um, anything else. Because like if you talk about if you think about it, for the guys who are doing like I have a bunch of friends who are reenactors. Okay, so for them doing like Civil War reenactments. Like the buttons themselves, those metal buttons yep. on the uniforms are very expensive. Yeah. Especially the guys who are doing like colonial time yeah. or doing the guys who are doing revolutionary war time, you have these ornate buttons that they have to print or do or make or find for a bucket of them things. Not a bucket, but a, I guess enough to do a uniform is very expensive. Yeah. When these guys can be 3D printing or taking these things and printing and using SLS printers to print oh, yeah. these buttons, it's cheaper. And one of the things I've seen that people oh, yeah. have done because they use lost lost wax yeah. uh, methods were one of the things that they use. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've seen is uh, they're starting to use maybe like a PLA print mm -hmm. where they uh, make a first cast and they take that cast and pour it into like a silicone mold and then they make a mold. And you can do that. But uh, I just wanted to touch a little bit on the, the scanning. In the, in, the, in the episode we were talking about with, with Adam, um, from tested, mm -hmm. they didn't just have a scanner. They had multiple cameras at multiple angles that took different pictures yeah. at different angles, and all those angles were combined into a server, mm -hmm. and the server combined all these images to create a a three D image of him. So the technology is going even be beyond yeah. just a, a scanner. And he, they yeah. said the, the the guy who invented who came, who has the idea. It's actually a franchise. Is that they don't use 3D scan technology, they use software for it. But other than that, it's all just cameras. Mm -hmm. One giant flash bulb goes off. Guess what? Now you have a camera. I have a picture. You have a 360, the 360 camera. And every single one of those images are labeled. Yeah. Yep. Which gives you your 360 um, when you mesh them. But exact, that's exactly yeah. what the get. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. You know, the thing is, is once you start getting into that type of stuff, you start dealing really at some advanced building. Um, but now we start going back into, you know, the um, intermediate filaments. You know, you're not really talking. I don't know if we would add in, like, PLA, like, reinforced PLA. I mean, stuff so like that. when we say reinforced, are we talking carbon fiber? Like carbon fiber, PLA, I was gonna carbon say, fiber, not, you know, that type of stuff. I was going to say I would, count, I would count that as part of an intermediate because to print reinforced I didn't really need any equipment upgrades. I didn't mm -hmm. really need any like user or skill. Just like, a nozzle upgrade. I just, or if I didn't upgrade my nozzle, I just know I need to replace it sooner, right? Yeah. And so it's like we talk about consumables. Everything's a consumable. Exactly. So at this point, like I printed, I my enclosure, my last enclosure I have for my Andrews is was carbon fiber pet G or yeah, no carbon fiber pet G and. It destroyed those nozzles. So yeah. I mean, we, it's sense. come to expected. You needed a, probably a hardened steel nozzle to mm -hmm. be able to print this without that. That gang was Starfield. Yeah, Starfield. Oh yeah. Starfield was the was the oh, game yeah. that they they designed. Yeah. Uh, with Bethesda. Bethesda. They yeah. came up with a model, and that model was actually used for some of the the cut screens that they used in the oh, game. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I need to see this though because. Uh, they usually do something pretty. Well, it makes sense though. He's a, he's making props for like movies and stuff. Yeah, so he, so that's, yeah. he, he was at ILM and yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a lot of them. Um, I think he did Back to the Future, uh, a few of them and stuff like that. I think yeah, he did. I think you're right. Um, he did a bunch of different movies and stuff like that. He did a lot of movies that not a lot of them. I looked at him thinking he was in. Or was Let's just say if you're for. doing that, you're advanced. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're if you're doing a movie, guess what? You know you're listening probably the wrong podcast. Yeah, you are um, an expert. <laughs> you are an expert. Come now. teach us your ways. And yeah, come, and come by the way, the podcast and talk to us. <laughs> he does have two bamboo printers. Yeah, he does two bamboo printers, and then he's got the and then he's probably got the, one big headache. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he's also got the um the the extra large. Uh, form, form, the yeah. Labs. Not form lapse. No, the, the, the he has a um he does have the form lapse. Yeah, but he has the precursor to the your big size ones. Yeah, because he, oh, he did. Mega. A, he's got yeah. mega. he's got the AnyCubic uh, Mega. Yeah, and he's been printing helmets with that. Yeah. And uh, thinking of what was talking about bamboo, bamboo now has one that is a micro three D printer that doesn't even have the 
Same. Oh, it's just yeah. like a, you set up a little apparatus, and, yeah. and it yeah. and it actually 3D prints a small scale. But it's also the P1PC now that they have, which is the same thing as their original titanium, yeah. but cheaper. So it doesn't have all the all the bells and whistles. And they did fix one of the issues. I know we're getting off topic, and I, I apologize, guys. But they did fix one of the issues with the cloud-based stuff. Yeah. Now you do not have to use cloud-based. You can take the files and upload the files directly now. So they did fix. <laughs> they, they did fix. You know, you got to use their cloud. And the thing is, a lot of their yeah. printers actually still run on the the um, uh, the bamboo system of multiple you know multiple filaments. Isn't it 60, 64? I think it's up to sixty four different filaments. Yeah. Filaments and can you be them together with adapter wires. Incorporated. Wow. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, uh, you can. If you look at yeah. 3D printing nerd, um, it left turn, but we'll kind of get back to it. Um, 3D printing nerd set up, I think it was what, 120, no, it was like 20 of the um, bamboo machines. Um, uh, not, not printers, but the multi material units that them use. Yeah. And he can, you can network them all together via communication cords cables. Okay. And then you pipe them all into one central unit. Mm -hmm. Then it all feeds off of that. Okay. So you kind of have like a center um, um, a valve, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah. For like a portioning valve mm -hmm. for what filament you're going to get next. Um, and it still does the, you know, poops out the back. And guess what? And back. that's, that is that's the disadvantage. Kind of, yeah, that, 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 that just it wastes, it wastes a, a lot of material in the cleaning, yeah. pro, in the but purging the process. the thing is, is... And the thing is, is Bamboo wants to, to what they've released a little bit, is increase the amount of film of filament that you have access to. But the thing is, these guys aren't just doing multi-material. You're also now doing dis dissolvable uh, supports. Yeah. Which can be considered an intermediate filament if you have a multi-material unit. Well, if you have a multi-material unit, you're no longer intermediate. So what? what <laughs> I'm just asking. So here's a here's a here's a here's a, a, a beginner asking a question. Mm -hmm. So. Would the uh, soluble supports that you use, say, when you do, um, um, like resin printing, resin printing, is that considered the same technology, yeah. or you have you do have a a, a, a dissolvable uh, filament? So it's two different that, categories. Yeah, you'd use okay. and it's a different FDM. filament that you're using. That's why you need the multiple materials. Yeah, you have to run the multiple materials. It's a it's a it's a water water dissolvable. Um, Filament. I don't know what type it is to be honest with you, but you print it with whatever uh, you're printing and okay. it's washing away. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of guys you'll see that when it comes down to they're using like the um, Truce XLs and stuff like that. They'll get the guys running uh, duels uh, just to print that. You also get the guys who are running multiple filaments where it's like an ABS and a PLA if they want to get certain things, like friction zones or stuff like that. They'll print out a certain mm -hmm. filament versus another filament. Just because it's ability to be, be around chemicals and stuff like that, they'll print in that filament. But the thing is, if you're starting to do that, inter, that you're doing that change. If you run yeah. an MMU, some people run MMUs and they're intermediate. Like the guys who are running on bamboo, if we're going to stick with the bamboo topic, is you have all these filaments, and you just put in your slice and click go button. Mm -hmm. right? They kind of make it where your uh, MMU is beginner friendly, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, however, when you start mixing filaments, you start doing... A like an outer shell of PLA and inner shell of you know Boy, GBS. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Like that. I know you have like, a, yeah, it, yeah, it prints one area first, and then it prints over that area. Right. Yeah. I, so I, I, you know, if you start doing something that's near chemical, some that's not near chemical, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you start really dealing in more of an, an intermediate zones. You're starting to do intermediate filaments. Once you start, you know, dealing with like your nylons, incorporating a nylon yeah. in there. I think we're nylon X. You start really getting into your more advanced because now you got to switch out parts and stuff like that inside the bamboo for it to run. Mm -hmm. um, it, but the thing is, the bamboo is notoriously it eats filament like it's running out of style because mm -hmm. it poops out ninety five percent of what you're given. Um, yeah, it's the most it's the it's the issue with multiple material units. We we mm -hmm. talk about sustainability with your filaments, so it's much harder. Oh yeah. These these filaments get blended together when you do purging like that, and it's it's just hard to kind of get them back together. There is there is some some blending is acceptable, but you're not going to get the same filament back that you started with. Yeah. Sustainability in your in your intermediate filaments is is, is a little bit harder. Yeah. Than your non intermediate filaments because intermediate filaments aren't biodegradable. 
You're probably going to get some gases that get released you shouldn't inhale. Yeah. Um, so, a little bit of headaches. Yeah. Um, and and some of it is the economical feasibility when we talk about re- recycling to me and yes, sustainability yeah. to me is the prime example is the water bottle. Yeah. The water bottle has kind of tried to solve this, to make come up with a solution, but they do not have a solution because mm-hmm. most water bottles still end up in the trash field. Right, it's like your point. You know, so the, the, mm-hmm. I, I believe until it becomes economically feasible, so when I say economically feasible, a byproduct of oil was gas. Right. Someone or some company has to find a, a economical, a economic feasible alternative that is gas. Mm-hmm. So the plastic is this, and oh, hey, we just discovered that we can do this with plastic. Right. You know, this is a, a byproduct of the plastic recycling, which will cause sustainability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would argue that it probably need to even need to go to the point of like tires. Where they took tires and turned tire into, into uh, bedding material for gardens, mm. you know. So they they, they have to figure that. out something that is it has a economical use that it it's worth it to a company mm-hmm. to say, hey, we'll send me ten tons of that. Yeah, I, I think if you are a company who is specializing in added manufacturing of any sort, if you don't have your own recycling and uh, you know process in place um then you definitely need to start looking at why you're doing this um if you're doing metal recycling we know metal the, the, the guys who, who, who are doing uh laser centering that's very recyclable so you can repeat the same process just add new a little bit in the process and keep going right until you inadvertently round um self-cleaning lollipops however when you start dealing in filaments and stuff like that you start dealing in the fact that if you don't if you don't have a business partner who is a recycling industry partner that will take your 3D filament and turn that back into usable regular filament again, you are in the wrong job field. You need yeah, to really think about out. that yeah. because the thing is, is help a business grow. You know, if it's a small mom and pop business down the street that's saying, hey, I'm recycling all this and turning a new filament give it, and giving it back to you for a cheaper price than what you paid for it, guess what? You're going to win. You're going to help them out. You're going you're gonna to win the long run. Or, you know, partner with some of these industry leaders to make recycled filament. You know, partner with Sunwave, the guys from Creality that are doing it. Um, or any of the, the U.S.-based filament systems, if you're in the U.S. Um, you know, use talk to them about creating a, a line of recycled filaments using your filament that you've kind of blown through. Or if that's not feasible for a company, and I'm with you, that should be done as a responsibility for yeah. for yeah. for society yeah. in general. Uh, but I think uh, maybe the solution is it's the same thing we did when we did when we des- developed trash bags to put garbage in. Um, maybe the solution is giving giving the consumer a prosumer the means to easily. Um, break down the materials mm-hmm. into a pellet form or to some form that can be yeah. easily put into some ex, ex, uh, extruded system. So maybe the answer is we need a, a recycling, the same thing when we have a desktop um, 3D printing mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. There should be a 3D printing recycling concept also that a person can buy as a kit. Philostruder. You know, I, I'm just saying like, it, it, Philostruder is one, but I mean like, Prusa needs to do it. Create Creality needs to do it. They they all because right. they they are the ones that's in helping that are impacting the landfills. And you know it's not their fault that they make things right. and people are not being and good stewards. Is, is, but is, is, is they get, you know there's open source stuff out there for people to learn it and build it themselves. You know that might be your best bet if you can't afford one of the big name ones to build it yourself. Yeah. You until know? until like you said, you somebody steps it. up. Or somebody sees a business opportunity and says, well, hey, that's why gas is king right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so un- until somebody sees that opportunity and see the potential in uh, sustainability and recycling, then it- it's not going to happen. They recycle aluminum 
because of the process of making aluminum and the power. That's another thing people are not considering with, with uh, recycling oh, yeah. and sustainability. Is what is your footprint on the power grid? Mm-hmm. What 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 are you consuming that way? And because you're going to dissipate energy as heat. So I mean, you you have to think about these things too. From right. you know, mm-hmm. if if you're on a like a print farm, I think a print farm you're starting to get into. Hey, your requirements is a little yeah. bit different than a person that's right. printing one print. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we all should share the same responsibility. No, exactly. I agree. I mean, uh, with your sustainable, we we should all try to do our best to not just throw it away. And, and try to reuse it in some way. You know, be, be a champion in, yeah. in, in your own industry. You know, and the thing is, is we see more and more industries out there not not champion on industry. Um, and the thing is, I guarantee you, if you champion your own industry, you're going to get more support. It's one of the it's one of the the biggest like detractors from three D printing is yeah. like the waste. Yeah, yeah, be a green company when it comes to additive manufacturing. I can tell you how many we saw at um, um, at Rapid. The only problem is, I can count them on one hand. Um, yeah, it wasn't as many as you think. That you, you probably would, more than there ever been, though. Probably, but the thing is, is you know, you say, oh, you, you know, you, you kind of look for their their logo. You say, are you a green? You know, you've been a green company because you're thinking about this. You know, you're thinking about the recycling of how, of what you're doing. A lot of companies are trying to push for the green side. You know, a lot of guys are saying we use filaments that we can reuse over and over again. That's the metal guys because they, they just they just add new and keep using it until mm-hmm. it's over and over and over again. Mm. The FDM guys and the guys printing resins. You know, that's when you start running into the, you know, you buy once, cry once thing. But you can tell that, you know, it's in the, it's in the back of their, it's in the forefront of their minds of how do, how do they partner with people. I, I do think if that technology is ever, the, the same way where the microwave was, you know, the size of a, a modern appliance, you know, a little bit bigger than a refrigerator, mm-hmm. to where it was, uh, was the footprint was reduced. To what we have now, <laughs> yeah. that the microwave, like I said, now is probably one of the simplest appliances in your whole house. Mm-hmm. I mean, you basically have settings where you don't even have to punch in, you know what popcorn. what you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm saying popcorn like burn it too. Don't worry about it. May, burn your popcorn. Maybe the day comes where the technology gets to the point where um, we get some of the the uh, technologies that are more advanced. That are in, we don't use uh, FDM. We don't use resin because you get this technology is, is matured enough that it can do everything that the others did, and it's a powder base, so it can be recycled over and over. I'm gonna say this: you know, the industry needs to do better. You know, yeah, figure out a way to put like we're we're, exactly. ma- we're 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 too busy additive, additive, additive. We're too busy ma- like adding stuff and trying to make something. We're not always thinking about. Join together, work on something together instead of, you know, praying to God that someone else will do it for you. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, that takes us to the the end, you know, this week. Um, you know, we definitely, you know, kind of went further and further and further along the way before. Um, you know, we keep adding and adding and adding. You know, we want you all to be, you know, excited and stuff like that when we do this. Um, you know, I just want to say thank you. You know, we're at almost 2,000 um, all-time downloads. You know, we're approaching that very, very, very quickly. You know, and, uh, you know, honestly can't wait. Um, you know, it's something that we, we kind of strive on, um, you know, kind of helping out. Um, y'all go take a look out there at Printed Heritage. Uh, we're doing some big things there um, and try and growing that uh, little by little. Um, we're kind of expanding more and more into other things. Um you know, uh, go take a look at the blog. We will be adding more to that. Uh, the YouTube channel, which you probably might be hearing this on. Who knows? Um, we'll be doing more and more, we promise. Um, we just want to say thank you. If it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't be doing this. Um, you know, we see more and more people from all over the globe listening in on a weekly basis. And, you know, one of these days, like Ed said before, maybe we can get out and meet some of y'all. You know, maybe we can meet y'all at, at Rapid next year. Um you know, and maybe get together for dinner or something like that. You know, we'll throw it out. You know, who knows? We may throw out an invite, um, you know, next year during Rapid. We could kind of get some people together for some drinks or something like that and people who've listened to us and, you know, maybe, you know, do a group episode or something like that, do a live or something like that we would like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it gives us a year to prepare for it. Yeah. So, but, you know, from my side, I say thank you. Um, and, you know, we hope that, you know, we give you all the information that you want weekly. Um and you know we hope we get we're giving you exactly what you want to hear. 
if you if not, please let us know. All right, y'all. I, I would say that, uh, like I said, I, I'm glad to be back, guys, uh, uh, to uh, spend some time with you and uh, supply some content. Um, but I, I would uh, like to see if we could get maybe some uh, some of the prints that you guys have done. You know, maybe maybe we can get some images of some of the stuff you've printed. Uh, if you're a basic user, uh, maybe you can. Uh, Share some of that if you're intermediate or advanced, or if uh, you've done some things, you know, with some materials that we've talked about. It'd be nice to yeah. see some of the things you guys uh, come up with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from my side, I, you know, I always say thank you. Um, I, I also agree with, you know, what Ed's saying. Like, the biggest way that we learned a lot of these things was, wait, you did what? And how did it go? Okay, mm-hmm. well, tell me about it, and then I'm gonna take your, I'm gonna take what you learned. And, and, and roll it into what I what I know and try to learn something new and keep it going. So that's that's kind of the point about all, a lot of this is is you keep the knowledge going, you keep the learning going. So um, if you're listening, we definitely are wanting to grow that. So give us some give us some some um, ideas or anything you're working on or anything like that. And and uh, like we we'd love the we'd love the conversation even. So um, but yeah, stay tuned. The uh, big thing, uh, the lithothanes and stuff on printed heritage and things like that. Um, please, 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 flag if you prints. have, yeah, flag prints, uh, check it out. If you have any issues or anything like that, report it to us. We can't fix something if we don't know. Um, so yeah, just kind of give us a heads up and, and yeah, if you guys, uh, stay tuned, you'll see some more stuff coming yeah. on down the line. So, and if y'all are interested in, you know, higher education and stuff like that, just to end it here, mm-hmm. um, I may do a, a couple, you know, vlog, uh, episodes on the, on the YouTube channel. Uh, kind of talking about the process of getting into Purdue uh, Polytechnics, once known as Purdue University, uh, Doctor of Technology program, um, you know, and, and walk you all through that process. So, but, all right, y'all, you know, we appreciate it. We thank you. You know, we love y'all, and, uh, you know, have a good one. That's all for this episode of Tech at Lunch. Thanks for tuning in and joining us for this tech-filled lunch break. We hope you enjoy the show, and don't forget to subscribe on all channels. And also, you can find us on YouTube under Volcanar Technology Solutions. And join us for our next episode, which gets published every Wednesday at 8 a.m. All right, y'all. Have a good one. See you later.